Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. But what was your mindset in recording that that song? Well, yeah, because it is it's it, it's a great song and it's perfect and it's perfect for us and it's we well yeah we just we loved we loved the song um, but also as you know that at the time everyone was doing everyone was picking like the eighties the you know the sort of uh, everyone had their eighties cover. And so we, yeah, that, that was just ours, you know. Everyone was doing, everyone was doing their 80s cover. Like all the, like really every band had their obligatory, you know, 80s song that they, they and, and we thought that it just, it just fit us. It, it was, it, it, it said, it said what we wanted to say and we, yeah, we just, we, it's a great song. Um Interesting story. Are, are my buddy Francis, who was in a bunch of bands. Alligator in, in guy. No, he was in a band called Fourth Grade Nothing okay. and Yuck and Bicycle Pilot and a bunch of other, uh, some other bands. Anyway, we end up we played with them in Houston and Austin. Their band did Timer After Time as well. We didn't know. And they did so much better. Like they, they actually played it right. They played the, you know, the, like the the right. They played it right, yeah, you know, with, with with the the proper lead guitar thing. And they did make it all like new metal, like like we tried. But uh, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it, it was just it, it it was it was a, definitely a go to song for us. Like you know, like I said, everyone was doing eighties songs. I remember unrelated years many many years later um i think it was the 9-11 tribute or the some kind of national tragedy where um rob thomas from matchbox 20 played time after time he just played an acoustic version it was like on live tv and uh and everyone had always said that i sound like him and uh but, but I was like, damn, you know, that, that, that could have been us. Okay. Like, you know, that, that it's perfect. I'm like good, great choice, Rob. Um, but yeah, um, the song's great. It's, 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 you know, classic. Now the end of the, because that record goes by in a blink, like literally it's over in a blink and then you have <laughs> yeah. like 10 or 15 minutes, maybe more where it's you guys talking to Archie Ray Trout, Todd's, Todd's grandpa, it's Todd mm-hmm. and Phil. Why was, yeah. I mean, aside from that story just being 
enormously entertaining and he was always a good storyteller. Why was that put at the end of the record? Was it like to maybe like give kind of perspective on things? Was it, was it just like, we want to kind of do something a little different at the end of the record? I think it was again, the, the times, you know, in the nineties, like, Hey, CDs, you could put 80 minutes on a CD, but albums are only, you know, 40 minutes long. You can do anything. Like, I think that, it was a trend to put secret stuff, but yeah. Um, and I didn't really think about it too much at the time, you know, and Todd probably had a little bit more, of, of, you know, a little more of real perspective on it, but yeah, it was, it, it, you know, Archie grandpa, you know, he didn't really have too much time with us, you know, left. And it was amazing that they recorded him and got these stories and documented them on, on, you know, on tape. So, um, yeah, I think, I, th I think that because it, I think thematically it were, it were, it works better than even I thought it would to have these, these old timey stories on, on the record like that. But at the time, if you would have asked me at the time, why I would have just said, well, because we can, and it's hilarious. So I, I, I thought, well, because I remember talking to you about there was a record and it maybe was every last time where you guys put the amount of time that the record was on it because you guys yeah, were like yeah. proud that you'd actually recorded a record that long. And yeah, I, we, we broke, yeah, we broke 40 minutes, but also, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, no, no, I was just going to say like, I thought that maybe that was like a part of it because that record literally three to get ready goes by in the blink of an eye. And it's a bunch of songs though. It's not like it's just two yeah. or three songs, but then it's, it's, it's over. And then I just had this idea of you guys like putting that extra thing with Todd's grandfather as like a dude. We're now at a we're now at a forty or fifty minute record now. Like this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, yeah. It was it, no. <laughs> uh, the the every last time, like not well. Some of the those old like Blue Note records that that what the graphic design is sort of alluding to. Um, sometimes they'll they'll indicate the the, the running time, but. It definitely says more about the idea of t just the idea of time, the idea of like how it's it's limited and it's and it's it's uh, you know you, you don't get to reuse it. And, but yeah, I think you know putting the runtime on on uh, every last time that was uh, it, 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 it was it was purposeful. But yeah, three to get ready is. I would be surprised if it was more than. 25 30 minutes of music and and you know 16 songs or however many songs it is 15 I, I, who knows